Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we are going back and forth. Mock Draft Monday, drafting Offensive Rookie of the Year candidates. It is a dueling to the death kind of mock draft. Okay, it's maybe it's not that serious, but... One person's going to go first, then it's snake draft style, so then the other person gets picks number two and three, and we're going to rotate until each of us have five candidates that we believe can win Offensive Rookie of the Year from this past NFL draft class. Very exciting to take a look at certain situations, guys that we believe are in really good spots to contribute right away. Good way to talk about situations, and it's a good fantasy football angle as well. Some betting, some fantasy football. We got a little bit of everything for you on this episode. I'm Trevor Sycamore. With me is Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. Stock Exchange Podcast. I am Trevor Sycamore. That is Connor Rogers, straight off the COVID list. My I'm back, guy, baby. Let's go. Made it to the Monday podcast. Didn't miss we were- a show. Did not miss a show. You know what? We got to give it to him, folks. The man did not miss a single show. He might have been down and almost out for the days leading up to it. But great timing. Of course, we get him on the Thursday episode and we get him here on the Monday episode. Connor, how are we feeling, man? You sound great. Thank you. You, sound, you, dude. you sound like you never missed a beat. So it's good to have you back on the show here. I feel a lot better for this episode than the last one. And I went back and watched a little on YouTube and you could see I was a little white in the face. <laughs> I had on, of course, my dad's FDNY hat and I was, it was over my forehead and I was sweating a lot in this room. And I was like, eh, something might be wrong. And late that night, I obviously tested and I was like, oh boy, this something is wrong. So Man, I've been sleeping a lot. I've been just sitting around reading, doing a lot of nothing, but I am very excited for this show, and I'm excited to be alive again, dude. I'm back. I'm like the Undertaker meme in real life right now. <laughs> just sitting up. Just the bells are tolling for this. That's why I woke up every day. Every day. <laughs> not in my bed, on the downstairs couch, because I did not want to infect my girlfriend, and hey, she's all good. Uh, well, that's good. Everything that's good. worked out. All things considered, not bad. Not bad. That's good. Well, I'm very glad. I'm very glad that you that you were feeling a lot better because we got a great episode that we got to get here to here today. We are starting off post draft NFL stock exchange, right? And that is with a mock draft Monday format. So yes, we are going to continue this mock draft Monday theme every Monday to begin every single week. But it's going to be a little bit different because before we were doing actual mock drafts, right? And even though I know you guys are degenerates, we're degenerates, we're not quite getting into 2023 mock drafts. So instead, we're going to have a lot of fun mock drafting against each other throughout the summer with some really fun topics. Today, we are drafting against one another offensive rookie of the year picks for the season coming up. We're going to do this for defensive rookie of the year as well. We'll do this for MVP, offensive player of the year. We'll do this for an all under 25 team. We'll get super creative with it every single Monday, but I'm excited about this one, Connor. Drafting rookie of the year candidates right after the draft, man, it feels right. The excitement is there and I'm excited to go head to head against you here. A little snake draft format to see who ends up getting who will be the rookie of the year this upcoming season. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I mean, this is a futures uh, that is always a lot of fun to go through every single year. This is actually the only futures from last year that I did hit on for defense with Micah Parsons. I did Mm, not hit on offensive rookie of the year. And last year was totally different, Trev, because we had all the quarterbacks, and I feel like a lot of the tickets were on that. This year, besides Kenny Pickett, because it doesn't look like anybody else really has a chance to start, 
uh, that it's very wide receiver heavy, obviously two running backs at the top. So this is about as even as a board as I've seen in a long time for Offensive Rookie of the Year. It is. Before we get to it, got to tell people about our friends over at Jock Market, the presenting sponsor of the NFL Stock Exchange. Their motto is stop betting, start trading. So it's a little bit more creative. It's a perfect blend between daily fantasy and regular fantasy sports. So if you're a lover of both, man, this is exactly for you. Instead of looking at a team and saying, hmm, I think they're going to win tonight. I think they're going to cover. You can look at player matchups and say if a pitcher is going up against a certain team that you know he's just going to absolutely obliterate, you can buy shares, hypothetical shares, of course, through jock market of that player. You pay $5 per share. You can buy five shares. That means you got $25 on the line. And if that pitcher is the best fantasy player that night, it might pay out $25 per share. That means you're going home with over $100. So that's how it works. It's really cool. It's very self-explanatory. All the shares have guaranteed cash payout at the end of the night. Deposit with the promo code PFF right now at Jock Market. That's jockmkt.com backslash PFF. And they will match you 100% up to whatever your first deposit is to $100. Check them out. Jock Market, jockmkt.com backslash PFF or download the app. That's how Connor and I use it. That's a great way to get it going as well. Connor, I will give you the honor here. You wow. can you can choose. You could choose. Do you want to go first cuz it's snake draft format, right? So if you go second, you also go third. Do you want the first pick in this draft or do you want 2 and 3? I'll let you choose, my friend. You're you're a really good friend, and I will take the first pick. Okay? Um, okay. Now, I thought about taking the second and third pick because I think my first pick would not have been your first pick. So that would have been a little bit more, but I don't want to risk it here because I'm really excited about this one. It's not often in my football sadness fandom that I ever get to put on my Homer hat. It's, oh my gosh, you're doing it. It's it's about as rare as it, it I never ever get to put on my Homer hat because the Jets are, Jets are terrible. He's for, doing it, folks. I'm taking Brees Hall. He's doing it, I'm taking it, Brees Hall. He I, did it. Man, now you would not have done that, right? Uh, Brees Hall would not have been if you gave me the first pick I wouldn't have picked Brees Hall but there is a chance I would have picked him at the two and the three because he is mm. one of a couple of players that I'm thinking of so, so this, this was tough I don't uh, know I don't, I don't know there's no guarantee he would have got back to you at four and five so what I, I oddly enough right now the favorite is Kenny Pickett and I uh, he would not have been uh probably one of my top three picks and and I actually I like Kenny Pickett and I actually think he could have a good season I'm not convinced they're gonna do everything possible to let Mitch start off the year which hurts for this award the reason I like Brees Trevor to win this award is because I think that he has the a couple things going in his favor because of where he landed which is crazy to say about anything offensive with the New York Jets but one, they have two really, really good guards, one in Lincoln Tomlinson, they're paying a lot of money. This is a scheme that he's going to get a lot of touches and have some room to run, I think, and the workload's going to be there in front of Michael Carter. Uh, number two, and this might be the bigger reason I like it, Zach Wilson's going to throw him a lot of checkdown passes. And Brees Hall was a checkdown monster in college when he got those opportunities to create uh, missed tackles, force, and pick up some big yards. So, and he's going to be the guy at the goal line uh, more so than Michael Carter. So there are three big reasons and opportunity in front of him for Brees Hall where 
the wide receiver board's very even, and there was a couple I really liked here. I, I like Drake London's targets he's going to get. Same with Traylon Burks. Right. Uh, I like the upside of Chris Alave and Sky Moore a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they were all in consideration for me here, but I like the safety of a running back in a run-heavy team in a quarterback that needs to check the ball down a lot and will be coached to check the ball down a lot. Listen, you don't you don't you don't need to be saying picks. You don't need to be saying all the picks. You don't you might have you might have you might have said a name that I wasn't thinking of. I'm just Ooh. letting you know. I'm gonna get diabolical here throughout this summer. I'm gonna be scheming against you, my friend, to win as many of these as possible. But no, going back to Breesaw, like I said, it, if you would not have picked him at number one, he definitely would have been in consideration for me here on the two to three turn because I like the opportunity that he is being presented. You know, you you put it very appropriately when we were going over the Jets draft and a big reason why the two of us really liked it is because we liked this pick in particular. I think it's easy to like those first round picks that they make, but what made the Jets draft so great is you believe they are picking a player who's going to have a big return on investment for them. Now, can you get good running back play from a lot of different players? Yes, you can. Well, you still need to get that running back. And I think the Jets did with Brees Hall, right? I, I love his patience, love his footwork. Uh, I think he can operate in a, in a multitude of different schemes and, and, and run blocking schemes specifically is kind of what I'm talking about there, whether it's zone stuff, wide zone, even inside zone, of course, and then yep. and some gap power things because he's got a lot of patience to be able to work between the tackles as well. I like his hands in the receiving game, even though I think it's going to be a steady rotation of guys that they start to get in there on third downs. I like the fact that that Brees Hall can be on the field for all three downs for the Jets, given their situation. And if we usher that as a transition into my pick, my first two guys, you mentioned a handful of names that are definitely in the conversation there. Tempted to go with Pickett, right? There's no surprise that Kenny Pickett is the betting favorite at this moment. So I'm not saying a name that you weren't thinking of already, but I'm going to go with Drake London and Traylon Burks. I'm going to go with those two receivers right there because as much as I can like a lot of the situations of some of the other players, those two guys have such a clear path to playing and contributing right away, even if they're not ready, Connor, right? Yep. Even if they don't show that they are a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson early on in preseason or in the first couple of weeks of the season, it don't matter. They're playing. <laughs> they have to play. There's nobody else on these depth charts in yeah. uh, in Atlanta and in Tennessee. So both of these guys have built-in starting positions. I think when you the, – the one that gives me the most reservation, because I got complete confidence that Drake London, certainly as long as that ankle heals and he's fully healthy, is going to be a fantastic player for them. I had a little bit of hesitation with Traylon Burks because – I think there's a reason why they used him in the slot so much at Arkansas. And I don't think it's necessarily as much of, well, that was his greatest mismatch area. Certainly when he's working as an outside receiver, a lot of stuff is just nine ball work. Like it's just him getting vertical. It's not like he has a lot of experience with a diverse route tree when he is on the outside. So all of that is stuff that I'm not so sure if he would have been drafted to another team, he's playing a significant amount of snaps right away, but Tennessee doesn't have anybody right now. They've got Robert Woods, who was already going to be new anyways. For as much as I like Robert Woods in that system, he's going to be a new receiver. They don't have Julio Jones anymore. They don't have A.J. Brown anymore. Uh, They don't have uh, Jonu Smith anymore. Of course, that's a year removed, but still, that was a guy that they leaned on heavily. So 
both Drake London and Traylon Burks are going to get so much action upcoming. I wanted to get cheeky with some of those receivers that I know are probably going to pick here in the next couple of selections, but I had to take those two dudes. They're just the odds of them being able to produce because of how much volume they're going to get. It's just too high. So I'll go Drake London, Traylon Burks here for my first two picks. And Drake London was the the closest thing besides Brees Hall for me being my first overall pick. Because kind of to your point, Trevor, the fact that the targets are built in, Kyle Pitts gets his looks in that offense. Cordero Patterson's going to get his looks in that offense. But Drake London's the receiver by a mile that's going to get targets and a guy that with that size, you could force feed him targets, especially in the red zone. So I really like his, uh, you know, his chances at winning this award. I don't love Marcus Mariota, which is a big reason that scared me uh, in, in picking a wide receiver as the first guy because things can be out of his hands at times. But he would have been the guy as well. And the same goes for Traylon Burks. You nailed it. That offense makes you kind of question, okay, he's going to get a lot of touches, but how will it always look? It's right. But I can't, I can't fault you. Those were, those were the picks that I would have made as well. So picking uh, fourth and fifth here back-to-back, my fourth pick, I will take Kenny Pickett here because he's the okay. quarterback with okay. the biggest. You, know, you had to. You, you kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, if he beats out Trubisky in camp and ends up starting, he has a really good chance to win this award because his supporting cast is so strong. Najee Harris, a really good pass catching back. You got Deontay Johnson. You got Chase Claypool. Uh, you drafted Calvin Austin. You have a good wide receiver room. You have Pat Fryermuth over there, one of the best young tight ends in football. They're a really good offense for Kenny Pickett to come in and not be a hero. Just distribute the football to the playmakers and let them do their thing. So I will take Kenny Pickett at four, and I like the value of that pick. Then five, it's wide open, right? You look at this, this is, board. This is this is the this is where if you ask me, this is kind of where the draft starts. I this is where the draft starts. These yep. four guys were going to go probably in the first four in some order. Now I'm very curious as to where you're going with this next one. This might surprise you a little bit, but I'm going to go with Chris Olave uh, in this okay. spot. All because right. All I, right. I probably would have picked him if you didn't. Yeah, I'm going to take Chris Olave because I actually, oddly enough, believe in Jameis Winston um, as an effective th- passing offense. And... Michael Thomas is going to be back. I think Alave is going to be in a really good matchup situation. Jameis isn't afraid to throw the ball down the field. Alave has a really, really good pro-ready style uh, that's going to fit what they want him to do in this offense to win in one-on-one situations, whether that's vertically, uh, all three levels of the field. So I I would take Alave after Kenny Pickett. It It was a tough call. Uh, You know, obviously you have the upside of Christian Watson and Sky Moore because of the quarterbacks they play with. You have the upside of Garrett Wilson, because he can be the clear-cut wide receiver in that offense quickly, but you got to see it from Zach Wilson. It's hard to trust him in that spot. And there there are going to be a lot of target fighting in that between Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. I talked about Brees Hall's targets. Uh, so I really like Alave in this spot. Kenneth Walker, obviously. There's a lot of guys in play here, but I, I think Alave has the best floor of the options remaining for me, and I do think Jameis will effectively get him the football early on. I mean... Olave would have been one of my next selections because of what you mentioned with Jameis. Because even if you want to argue that the efficiency with Jameis, maybe you're worried about the turnovers, right? Those are all franchise quarterback kind of questions. They don't really have anyone else other than Jameis. So this year is going to be Jameis throwing his arm out. And there are going to be, I think, multiple times throughout throughout the year in which they are going to need him to chuck it deep. Michael Thomas, for as much as he is a target monster, 
I think Olave is going to be leaned on more as the deep ball passer. And when you get to Jameis's roots, what he loves to do the most, it is throw that deep ball. And I think Chris Olave has so much experience, so much confidence being that kind of player that you're going to see a lot of production out of him. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. He would have been in my next two if you didn't take him. So that's uh it's good on you getting him off the board. Good on you, I guess, even though I'm, I'm, I'm I know you well. I'm kind of, I'm kind of butthurt about it. <laughs> now, so the Kenny Pickett one, the Kenny Pickett one's interesting, certainly because he is the only quarterback that we think is going to start, start, is going to start enough, even. Yeah, you know? yeah, good like, point. You, you could, you could look at the Atlanta Falcons. You could say to yourself, okay, I don't exactly believe a ton in Marcus Mariota. You know, you mentioned that you had your reservations about him when talking about Drake London. But even if that's the case, I, I mean, like, Mariota's not getting replaced until, what, week 10 at the earliest? Like, I don't think he's going to look catastrophically yeah. bad. So if Desmond Ritter looks really good in practice, I think the soonest you're basically going to replace him is week 10. And then at that point, is eight, nine weeks, eight, nine games, whatever it is, is that enough for Desmond Ritter to win rookie of the year? No, I, I don't think that that's going to be. So I agree with you there. Same thing with Malik Willis. You've got to... Uh, a solidified veteran starting quarterback in front of him and Ryan Tannehill. Unless Tannehill gets hurt, I don't think Malik Willis could play. No, no way. For, for him to win rookie of the year. Uh, obviously, he has the chance to, to light it up if he gets in there, but uh, I, I don't think that he's going to be one of these two selections unless he's one of our Hail Mary selections. I like Howell getting in over those guys early right. on. Because right. Wentz is just always hurt or doing some crazy stuff. That's true. That's true. Man, how... <sighs> How cheeky do I want to get here? Well, you you can play with house money on one of these picks because you got back-to-back picks, so you could get a little crazy if you want. I only have one pick after that, right? That's how numbers work? Mm. That's how numbers work? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I only get one selection after that. We will stop after five. We will not pick the entire board. of. We will not get into the... Uh, how, how deep can we get here? The... Tyler Goodson, rookie of the year pick. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Son of a gun. <laughs> he's I'm... shook, folks. He's he's absolutely shook. I'm off the COVID IL and in his head immediately. <laughs> All right. I'm going with... I'm going with... I'm going with Sky Moore. Okay. I think Sky Moore should have been picked earlier in the draft. I think that he is obviously going to an extremely potent offense that is trying to replace a potent player in Tyreek Hill. So I don't think that they are going to just manufacture all the touches for a Juju Smith-Schuster or um, I, I know Josh Gordon is there too, but Marcus Valdez-Scantling is there, Miko Hardman. Like I think Sky Moore has as good a chance as anybody to earn some targets in that offense and with how good he could be after the catch and how dynamic of a receiver he is i'm gonna pick sky more i think that i have to there and then i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with kenneth walker Okay. I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker because I think Rashad Penny and Chris Carson for as good as I think that those backs can be when they're healthy, they're not nearly as healthy as we want them to be. So Kenneth Walker has a chance to step in. And look, all it takes is him starting the season as the backup running back, which we assume is going to be the case. I don't think that Kenneth Walker is going to earn that starting job right away. But 
if either Rashad Benny or Chris Carson or whoever's the starting guy, even like if one of those guys get banged up and Kenneth Walker comes in and he starts to light the world on fire, buddy, you know what Pete Carroll wants to do. It's run the damn football. Yep. He just he traded Russell Wilson so he could run the damn football. So I think that the mentality from the coaching staff, the mentality from the offense is that especially with no Russell Wilson there to tempt them anymore, they're going to be a ground and pound kind of a team. I know they just drafted Charles Cross, but I still think that they are going to be a ground and pound kind of team first and foremost. I think there's going to be a lot of carries to be had. I think Kenneth Walker is the kind of player who could step in right away in the NFL and play really well, can really get hot. It's a bit of a Hail Mary pick, but I like the situation, how much they're going to emphasize the running game there. And if an injury happens to happen in front of them, I think that it could be a green light for him to have a phenomenal year. So I am going to go with Sky Moore and then Kenneth Walker as my back-to-back picks here for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Man, I didn't, you know, when they made that pick, because everything's flying so fast. I didn't realize how bad the Chris Carson thing could be, because I, I well, was like, like his like his his health. You're saying yeah, the neck injury. Yeah, I, I just neck I, injuries are not good, man. Uh, yeah, for a running back that's taken a lot of big hits like Chris Carson has, uh, for a team like you said that wants to run the football, because I was a little harsh on that pick at the time. I was like, I don't know if Seattle can afford to take another running back this early in the top fifty, and then when I realized how you know Chris Carson might not even be coming back, we don't know you know it comes into into play a little bit you right. kind of understand right all right so yeah. hold on before you get to your picks i gotta i gotta i gotta tell people about this new company that we're working with it's called sunday okay and i'm saying this because connor as I, as I as i look out my window right now i mean downtown cincinnati ain't got no lawn <laughs> all right but the sun is shining it is a beautiful day i would want nothing more than to work on some grass outside my front door. And if you have that opportunity out there, do it for me, folks, please. I'm asking you, does your lawn have weeds, bear patches, pet spots, whatever it is? Sunday can help you solve all of these problems to get ready for the summer and more the easy way. They've got everything you need from fertilizer, seeds, weed control. It is all delivered right to your door. Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals, which is key. Their custom plan includes fertilizers, everything you need for easy lawn care. You can feel good with the kids playing around, the pets being around. Like we said, no nasty chemicals, no nothing like that. Just attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. Tip takes less than 15 minutes. Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. 20% off, folks. Full season plans start at just $129, and you can get 25% off at, at checkout uh, if you visit getsunday.com slash NFL. That is 20% off your custom plans at getsunday.com slash NFL. Please, folks, as the weather only gets better through the summer, do it for me. Do it for me because I can't. Make your lawn fantastic with our friends over a Sunday. All right, now back to the draft. It's kind of cool being lawn influencers, lawn care influencers. <laughs> it like really I, is. It's something I really do take a lot of pride in. Like, I really do. So it's, I, I enjoy every time you do that read. All right. Maybe, uh, maybe I need to get like, maybe we need to get like, just like a very small piece of turf that I could put yeah, like on I'd my Yeah, I put balcony. it right behind me in the office and I'll open up the windows in here, <laughs> the skylight. and Just right where the skylight and, is. And I'll only use Sunday product on it and I'll show everybody like, no, I can have, you could even have a lawn at home if you right, need one. Right. And it's, you know, in two months, it's just going to be in uh, irrecognizable jungle. <laughs> right behind you it's just gonna be just the the absolute jungle fine yeah well i uh i've recently gotten into plants as oh you hell see. yeah there it is yeah. baby 
And uh, this little guy was literally just a little patch of like two leaves when I got it. Now it's growing upwards. Look at you. Yeah. So Look the other you. one, I won't talk about the one before this that died a horrific death and was. Nah, you know, out. it's all a learning process. It's a, you yeah. know, plant fatherhood is. Oh, it's big time. It's a, it's a learning. It's a learning process. Look at you. Look at yeah. you. Yeah, we're just having a blast. Plant, plant right. daddy out here, Connor. That's Rogers. right. Yep. All right. So I'm back on the clock. Uh, picks four and five for me to close it out. I kind of have to make this pick. I don't see how I, I don't. And it's Christian Watson yeah. right now, yeah. um, who was one of the favorites. In, and that surprised me a little bit when we did start this exercise. I guess it's situation-based. Christian Watson walks into a room where he's the most gifted player in that room. And Aaron Rodgers is throwing him the ball. And they're a really, really good team. And Aaron Rodgers is a guy that is going to do the most to get Christian Watson ready to succeed at the NFL level. So, the, and Trevor and I have voiced our concerns for a while that if you want Christian Watson to come in and be a superhero, you might be a little disappointed. It might take a little while with play strength. And so I am curious how his, I'm going to be watching him very closely in Packers training camp for mm -hmm. updates on that. Because if he starts out hot and really, really shows that he could be this guy, uh, then this 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 odds are justified. So I'll take the flyer here on Christian Watson. There's going to be a lot of targets for him. He can be a vertical threat. Once again, he just needs to play with a little bit more physicality. Was never overly productive at the FCS level. Had that one really good season. Um, was kind of a rocket starting from the Senior Bowl. A, a combine unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, so I will go Christian Watson here and bet on the situation. Five... This gets a little tough. A lot of good players are off the board. The Jamison Williams health thing is just this ultimate wild right, card. Like, right. we have no idea when Jamison Williams is coming back. Right. I, I think he's starting on the pub list. He has to, right? right I mean, that right. would be it would borderline be irresponsible. It would be stupid for the Giants. Or, sorry, the, the Lions. Sorry, Giants. You almost caught a stray there. It would be stupid for the Lions to rush him back. They're not winning shit this year. So, like, they don't just, need like, to. let him get back to the point where he is the player that you believed was a wide receiver one caliber guy. Don't rush it back. Don't let it linger. You know, there's there's no reason. So, I, I agree. Like, I looked at him on this list, and I was like, hmm. I mean, in theory, they would just force feed him the ball. It's just him and Amon Ross St. Brown, but. I don't know, man. I, I think that uh, I don't know why I'm helping your case to not draft him because I wasn't going to draft him. So. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not either. I just when it comes down to it for me, you know, he said that he wants to be ready for camp, but being ready for camp and being a full go week one, a little different, a little different handling those starting reps. Maybe he proves this wrong, but I will not pick Jamison Williams here. You took Kenneth Walker. Yep. My dark horse is Damian Pierce, but I'm going to go really chalk here and take Garrett Wilson. Um, okay, okay. Because right. the reason I go with Garrett... Pierce, I was going to freak the hell out. Yeah, <laughs> no. A team, that team could not run the ball last year, and I like his opportunities, but I still don't believe in the, scheme, the, the ability to open things up for him. The thing with Garrett Wilson is there's a lot of variables, right? Like, we don't know if Zach Wilson's going to be good, and... We don't know what the opportunity will be there. But if Corey Davis gets hurt again or Elijah Moore gets hurt again, there's no question marks who's getting the football. It's always going to be Garrett Wilson. So then the one question is, can Zach Wilson be average? Not great, not good. Can he be average? And if he can be average, Garrett Wilson can have a really big year. So I will take Garrett Wilson in that spot. 
Um, another guy like Alave, ironically from the same team, I, I just like his polish coming into the league. Like, there's really things to nitpick in Burks and Watson's game where you go, okay, they, they might need a little bit of adjustment period or you, you might have to uh, wait on certain things. But with Wilson and Alave, like, in my opinion, they're going to be open and they're going to be open early. And it's just a matter of can Jameis get Alave the ball? Can Zach Wilson get Garrett Wilson the ball? So, so I ended up with um, three wide receivers as my last three picks and Alave, Watson, and, and Garrett Wilson. And you have one more pick, my friend. I do. Um, I'm going to go you picking you picking Garrett Wilson makes this a little bit easier for me to go super dark horse, which I yeah. kind of really wanted. Um, I, there's two guys that I'm considering and one of them is Jahan Dotson. That was my other consideration for the pick. One of them is Jahan Dotson because it's a similar argument with Drake London and Traylon Burks, right? You look at their situation and you say, okay, there's not really a lot of competition around you. Of course, there's Terry McLaurin, which kind of worries me because Terry McLaurin is always going to be the focal point of that offense. But the NFL now knows Terry McLaurin. So they're going to give plenty of attention to Terry McLaurin. And they're probably going to say, hey, make the rookie beat us. And if the rookie can beat us, okay, fine. Curtis Samuel is still there in theory. I do have to say that in theory at this point. Heard a lot. Uh, Diami Brown is still there, who I hope has an even better year. But there's a lot of there's a lot of wide receiver bodies on this team. Mm. I still think Jahan Dotson is going to come out and be a main contributor. But how much how much of a main contributor is he going to be? It's him, and I'll just be transparent because you don't have another pick. It's him or Matt Corral. Wow. And you know what? And the, crazy. Re the reason why I would pick Matt Corral is because one, obviously he's a quarterback. Two, I, I don't think that Sam Donald is going to hold on to that job long enough because I don't think he's going to play well enough. Matt Corral has that kind of confident charisma kind of player to where he almost has a Baker Mayfield kind of year. And Mayfield didn't win rookie of the year when he was a rookie but he was second only to Saquon Barkley who had mm. that 1300 rushing yard year. And if Saquon Barkley had over a thousand yards, they were always going to give it to him. I think, especially for the limited amount of games that Baker Mayfield played. So if after week four, they yank Sam Darnold, they put Matt Corral in. If he can figure out the offense that quick, cause that's kind of the big question mark is what he's going to be going from Lane Kiffin's offense to the NFL. If he can figure things out, he's got, DJ Moore. He's got Robbie Anderson. He's got Christian McCaffrey, right? He has his rushing ability as well to get rushing touchdowns and rushing scores and first downs and things like that. You know, he's not afraid to throw the deep ball as well. So all of a sudden, you got a recipe here for Matt Corral. So yeah, you're right. He's got Icky Aquano in front of him, too. It's kind of nice. He does now have Icky Aquano. You know what? I'll. I'll do it. I'll I'll take the I'll take the uh, I'll take the hail mary. I'll go with Matt Corral. He's the quarterback. We know that the NFL loves to give this award to quarterbacks if they possibly can. So let's go Corral. But I did want to give a shout out to Jahan Dotson because he probably does. He he didn't probably. I, I do think that he deserved to be picked within these top tens. But I, I got to go with my heart here, and I got to go with a little bit more of a hail mary here. So. I like it. Um, that was going to be one. Yeah, Dotson was a tough call between him and Garrett Wilson for me because I think that sometimes we almost, you know, forget like that Carson Wentz is, isn't just because he's had a rough patch. He's also not ter like they are upgrading at quarterback like Wentz will be better for them.
So you Dotson hope. isn't a, you hope in theory. The reason <laughs> I threw Damian Pierce out there, Trevor, like their Ooh, roster is Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead in front of him. But their offensive line was so bad run blocking last year. Right, right. Where it's like Damian Pierce could be the only rookie running back that is the no-brainer starter. I think Brees Hall is going to be, but you could at least say Michael Carter is going to get a lot of touches too. But we'll dude, see. Dude, I I don't even have Damian Pierce on my odds list, on my Vegas odds list. So you're talking oh, about he was He was early for me. He was like the next guy up after Jahan Dotson. Oh, really? I don't have yeah. him on here. I have yeah, James. Yeah. The list that I'm looking at has James Cook above him. James Cook was above him too. You're right. It okay. was James Cook and then Damian Pierce. Okay, so that's um, that's where that is. I like I said, say, this went you're too pulling deep. out a you're pulling out a rich strike Kentucky Derby eighty to one there with Damian Pierce if you're taking him. How amazing was that? Oh Brother. my god, I'm, I'm, unbelievable. It's the most insane I've ever insane thing I've ever seen. You, we were we went back and we watched the whole race, and it's like that horse was third to last halfway through the race. And the pathway. I've, I've never, I've never seen like I. A lot of people probably don't know this. Listen to this. Like I've been around horses almost my whole life. Um, oh, not I lately. I since didn't I live know that. In, since I live in the city. But when I was a little kid, sure. Uh, my mom had a horse that was a former cart racing horse. So, mm-hmm. like I've been around horses my whole life. I've watched a lot of horse races. I have never in my life seen a pathway that Gross. that horse took to win the to z- zigzag like that and then have the inside post wide open and you're 80 to one that was uh that was special that Nuts. was really like people should not take for granted if you are even remotely interested in horse racing or just sports in general how unique that was unbelievable and Nuts. great call i don't know the announcer's name the the call was iconic truly I iconic had to be. call it had to be for that kind of a moment yeah. it absolutely had to be yeah right, we'll, we'll recap it here connor's five Offensive Rookie of the Year odds. He went Brees Hall, then Kenny Pickett, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, Garrett Wilson. Yours truly went Drake London, Traylon Burke, Sky Moore, Kenneth Walker, and Matt Corral. So we'll have to revisit this. The people, the good people, the sex addicts uh, in <laughs> chat listening are going to have to keep us honest when Offensive yeah. Rookie of the Year does come out to remind us uh, who won. Some players that we left on the board before we get out of here, obviously Jameson Williams, but we – I talked about the health concerns there. We got most of the betting favorites in here. Desmond yeah. Ritter's still on the board. Malik Willis is still on the board, but we talked about them a little bit. James Cook, really the only other running back that could win it, but I think it's just going to be too deep of a rotation there in Buffalo for him to uh, for him to win Rookie of the Year. Other than that, I think... Uh, what You were tempted by Rashad White because of Lenny there? No, yeah, I... No, it, it, as long as Lenny's healthy, he's the problem is that he's going to get the touchdowns. Like, yeah. like Leonard Fournette's going to get all the short yardage work. He's going to get all the touchdowns. Even if even if Rashad White has, like, this crazy James White-Tom Brady connection right off the bat, Lenny's still scoring the touchdowns. So I, I just don't – I don't think what he's going to be able to do this upcoming year is going to be rookie of the year worthy over somebody else. That's just my opinion. Certainly, no, that makes sense. I certainly hope he's, he's Barry effing Sanders next year. If you want me to be completely honest with you, but that would be quite the turn of events. Uh, <laughs> the last one that is so fascinating to me, cause I wasn't particularly like very, very high on him, but he walks into a situation that he's the number two wide receiver for Matt Ryan is Alec Pierce. Um, mm. You know, and, and it's not like Michael Pittman is as good as he was last year. It's not like he's, you know, Julio Jones, where 
if, if Pierce is better than I think he's going to be, uh, he could have a lot of volume next year as well. So that was an interesting one that we didn't mention, but it's kind of the, the sleeper, sleeper, sleeper. I like it. I like the good call there. Before we get out of here, I got to remind you guys, NFLSE, NFLSE. That is the promo code, those five letters, to get 25% off any PFF subscription over at pff.com. You get the draft guide. You get the fantasy football guide. You get the betting tools. You get all of the premium data that you're going to use week in and week out of the NFL season, all of it with uh, a PFF subscription. Go check it out. We've got a couple of different pricing models. It'll show you exactly what you're going to get with all of those things. And uh, so if you don't have one, now's a great time, 25% off. It also helps this podcast out, NFLSE. That's how you make it happen. There we go. That is the Offensive Rookie of the Year Mock Draft Monday. Glad Connor's feeling better and obviously could join me for this one. It's uh, it, it, it's good to make sure that he got in on this list. Didn't want to have to have a guest for it. That would not have, that would, that would not have felt right. Somebody else picking for you, man. It had to be you. You had to power through for it. No, I had to be here. This was a blast. I love this kind of stuff. Like you said, we're going to do drafts on Mondays all the time. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're good to go, man. And we're going to be back at it grading drafts this week. So a full week of uh, sex addiction for all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We've got four more divisions to hit on the recaps that we are doing this week. Two on Tuesday, two on Thursday to give you our full thoughts on what we believe. Uh, we liked and what we what we loved, what we maybe had some questions on when it became when it came to the 2022 NFL draft, and then we'll be turning the page. A lot of look forward stuff uh, in the coming weeks. A lot of podcasts like this one. Appreciate you guys listening to the NFL Stock Exchange. I'm Trevor Sikama. That's Connor Rogers. We'll see you guys next time.